Hey Costa, how's it going? Good, Polly. How are you? Pretty good. What did you score this week? What did I score? Uh, I scored twelve eighty-one, I think. Oh, that's solid. That's solid. What did that do for you? Do you are you back in the around the top thousand or something like that? Uh, close. I went from like high, like just inside the top four thousand to about uh-huh. sixteen hundred. Uh huh. Yeah, that's very very good. Uh, I, I had a twelve. I had a twelve twenty three, and I won my head to head. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, and we both uh, we both brought in Teddy this week, right? Yeah, I did Holmes Holmes to Teddy. Yeah, and yeah. I did Poppenhausen to Teddy. But neither of us captained him, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Turbo was your captain. Yeah, Turbo. Yeah, me too. Well, <sighs> so fullback roulette. Oh my god. So many things I want to talk about here. So two weeks okay. ago, I was ranting and raving about Turbo and how you know he's the best player in the game and he's the only guy that like can regularly break 150. And then the last two weeks, Bong has scored 160, and then Teddy just scored 200. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just crazy, and and it's it's become just about which fullback you have in a given week and whether or not you captain them when they go nuts. So remember last week I said the top 10 all have the Turbo and Ponga combo? Yes. Surely they all kept them. So, so, so the first thing is that that top 10 has been completely replaced by 10 other guys that were mostly outside the top 50. Okay. And they're all guys that had Teddy and they're pretty much all guys that captained him and scored like in the 1400s this week, right? Yep. Except for one guy. The guy that was coming fourth is still coming fourth and I think Uh he traded Ponga to Tedesco. (sighs) Get out. No. And Ponga had a really low break even as well. Yeah. Wait, is this this Big Dick Dave we're talking about? (laughs) No, we're talking about the faders. Because I'm pretty sure oh, I okay. expect every team in the top 10, and I'm pretty sure all of them had Ponga and and Turbo, which makes sense because it would have been hard to get in the top 10 otherwise. And now right. he has Tedesco and Trebojevic. I don't know if he captained him or not, but he stayed he stayed fourth. Whereas like all the, like the guy that was first was ranked 45th last week. The guy that's second yeah. was ranked like 60th last week. Yeah. Big Dave was ranked 27th last week. Yeah, there's, they're all well outside the top 10. So it's completely shifted. So basically, what's happening is like week to week, whoever, whichever team, um, you know, has that gun fullback that goes 150 and captains them, they're like, it seems to like they just go to the top spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. fullback will that. Hey, so uh, uh, we were talking on a chat earlier today. I don't think you can win. You're allowed to win overall if you have a uh, non-PG team name. Like Big Dick Dave. Yeah, which, by the way, the the coach's name is Henry, so (laughs) he's not the one with the big dick. (laughs) So is he just talking about his mate that has a big dick? I don't know. Is it a particular player? I don't know. Big Dick Dick? Dave who? I mean, maybe it was Big Dave Taylor. 
maybe, maybe. So, so Big Dick Dave, but by history, cannot win overall. Neither can maybe. What do we got here? Two gay guys, one cup. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, neither can. Uh, do we know this for sure? Or are you just like the raging foreskins? Mate, you can't. You can't have. You can't have. Um, Sangster at the end of the season, like presenting, talking up the raging, the trophy, yeah, yeah, talking up the raging foreskins. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Maybe they. Joel can... Monahan's dog. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, hey, what's your team value? Uh, Eleven five four eight with a hundred and fifteen grand in the bank. Yeah, right. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I'm dyslexic. 11584. Right. Yeah, With you? That's pretty solid. Um, so let's call that call that 11.7. Yeah, I'm around the 11.7 mark as well. And just yeah, right. going through the top guys. So interestingly, that guy with the massive balls, not Big Dick Dave, but the guy that's coming forth. Faders, yeah. Faders. His, yeah. his team value is only 11.1 million. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because he did something like trade out Ponga exactly. with like a really low break even. Exactly. So it just goes to show that, you know, like cash matters, but not that much. A lot. I'd say 11.7 is probably as like more or less the average of the top 10. Mm-hmm. So it means that we haven't fallen behind in cash value. There's a couple of guys around 12, but there's also yep. guys, you know, around 11.4, 11.6. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Kind of okay. So, what else just happened in the in the week that was apart from apart from the fullbacks? Or well, actually, let's talk about the fullbacks a little bit more. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing I want to ask you is: Would you at this point trade out? So you've got you've got Turbo and Teddy at the moment, as do I. Mm-hmm. Would you trade it either of them out anytime soon for say Ponga based on draw? So. Pong has got the Broncos this week. Um, yeah. And he's got a fairly good game after that. In the, Is it the Cowboys? I think it's the Cowboys. Uh, it is the Cowboys, yep. Teddy has two hard games. Uh, no, T- Teddy has a oh, hard game and, then, and then the Dragons. Yeah, hard game, very easy game. And it'd be mental to trade him out with like a yeah. negative break even. Look, trading Turbo out though, that's not... It's not the most that, insane idea. Yeah, the problem I have is that it's just like I'm hearing. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people on Twitter and whatnot say, "Oh yeah, you can just like play play fullback roulette and just trade them week to week." But I'm not yeah. convinced that you know. Like, Ponga scored 160 against the Raiders. Like, you could trade Turbo out this week, and he could he could put 150 on you. And the, I don't think the Broncos are as bad. Like, the Broncos have got a couple of their second rowers back now. I don't think that that's that good a game. They played better last week. Um, sure, but but with that, lo- okay. So if I had used that logic this week, though, I would have traded um, Pappenhausen to Ponga, not Teddy. And I was even teetering like up until the last minute because I was like, yeah, okay, Ponga's got like a hard game against the Storm, but he pulled it out against the Raiders. And from a head-to-head perspective, at least. You always plan towards the last four weeks, the finals. He has some really, really easy games in the finals. So I was like, maybe I'll just get Pong and hold on to him instead. Glad I didn't. 
but you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I like, I, I'm finding it very hard to pick. I, I haven't managed to pick a captain yet when they go 150 because I, I'm finding it hard to pick when they when they will go off. I thought Turbo was a better pick than, than Teddy last week. Um, mm. And I think I still think that Turbo and Teddy are the best two. So, like, I guess what I'm saying is because it's hard to pick week to week, I think what you've got to do is decide for yourself who you think are going to be the best two during the season and kind of stick to that unless, unless there's, like, a real run of really easy games where I then I can sort of understand a bit more about, you know, maybe trading between them. But, like, Turbo, I'd be terrified not to have Turbo. Can I, uh, can I throw something at you? Yeah. How about, like, uh, not this week but next week, getting in a bit of RTS action for, just, just to mix things up, just for a bit of Broncos followed by Titans? No. No okay. way. He's not in the same echelon. Uh, I would consider later on when Melbourne's draw Melbourne's draw of the next sort of four rounds is diabolical mm-hmm. when it gets better I would consider trade down back back down to Pappenhausen yep um, but in all honesty I think I'm going to stick with Teddy and Turbo pretty strong unless yeah unless you know one of them really goes off the boil a couple more, couple more average games from Turbo, and maybe I'd start thinking about trading him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ponga did actually still look really sharp against the Storm, and could have scored a lot more. And he that's did against the Storm. Yeah. Like yep. it looks like he's, he does look like a different player, even though he's always been good. He he looks like he's sort of gained a yard. He's confident. He's running a lot. He's he's definitely right up there with the top three now. I think. Yeah, like with the other two. So it is it is hard to pick, but I still have Turbo and, and Teddy sort of just just in front of him at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I because I've got Turbo and Teddy. Honestly, I'm probably just going to stick with them for the rest of the year pending injury. Um, I think they will probably end the year averaging the highest, which is not not a contentious argument but um but yeah i i won't be considering a trade down i'll leave the fullbacks and i'll try to deal with other things i think yeah i'm the same like like i think i've got the best two now and i've got enough other things to worry about in my team maybe come sort of around 10 as i was saying once everything else is a bit more sorted i'll start thinking about tinkering around tinkering uh with, with that but not not for a few weeks so the team lists are and there's a couple of injuries here and there but there's, there's no huge surprises i want to talk go through some of the cheapies later on because there's quite a few cheapies kind of on the on the the two game edge or getting close to it um yep. so that's that's something to talk about but other than that uh, I'm not even going to bother with the team list this week. Okay. Well, look, I, I'll say this. I'm, um, just for a little bit of forward planning, remember the guys who scored pretty poorly uh, last last weekend due to injury or whatever? So uh, Marty Tapao might be a target in a few weeks once he's back. Um, I think yep. he's out for, for a couple of weeks or something, right? Yep. Uh, yep. 
Yeah, he hasn't been named this week, so he might he might be back next week. Yep, but he hasn't uh, been setting the world on fire anyway, so he's kind of not on my radar. No, he hasn't. He's, yeah, he's not. He's not a must must trade, but he might be a good sort of uh, bridge later on. Um, Sevo had a really low score. Yeah, yeah. But they've got a re- they've got a really hard run for the next at least four or five weeks. But you know, if he if he keeps scoring poorly through that run, I might I might have a strong look at him at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. He's like right on my radar for sort of around somewhere between rounds nine and eleven. Yeah. The question is who's my who's my sort of bridge to him in the meantime. Yep, and we'll talk about centers as well in a sec. Um, and Kurt Capewell got injured really early in that Panthers game. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people traded him in as well. Mm-hmm. Luckily, so that I did not. He's out for 10 weeks. Yeah, yeah, he's out for 10 weeks, which is great yeah. great for Isa Yo's security. Yeah, maybe, yeah. And Gags uh, um, is out as well with a yeah. hamstring injury for a few weeks. So it's just sort of one less guy to think about trading in. Yep. Um, so on that, can can we just go over the centers a little bit? Sure. Because I think maybe four guys in my mind have maybe five has sort of stood up um, and said, "Look, we're the premier center wings for 2020." Okay. Um, I just want to say, I just want to talk through who I think those guys might be, and therefore what trades we might have planned in the future to get those guys. Sure. So I think Isa Yo is an absolute lock um, with the minutes he's getting the forwards and the the number of um, base and power points he's getting. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, it's still a bit early days, but with with the stats that he's he's pushing out, even when he's not scoring tries, um, Bradman Best is also in that top echelon? I think so, yeah. For me, he's a he's a top four keeper at the moment. Yep. So, just given so his me, try scoring ability and yep. and his potential base. Or his yep, base and he's outside corner. Yep. yep. Um, I've got those two at the moment, so, so I feel half locked into my center wings. And I think the other two that are standing out to me right now are um, Latrell, Yeah, I'm still not convinced on Latrell. He did do a lot. Um, he had a great a, game. He had, he had a great, great game. game. Um, he only had like 15 or 20 points, something like that in base. Yeah, that's the thing. He, does, he doesn't have the goal kicking. His base is still low. He, he's looking fitter and fitter every week. And the Bunnies yeah. are starting to look better. And, and Murray being back at lock helps them. And... Um, you know, he looked good, but he's not going to play the Titans every week. Sure, I mean, but some of his touches, like oh, silky, yeah, very silky, yeah. And having like a pretty, like a pretty good fullback in the centres is is juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the draw is pretty good over the next few weeks. It's 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 not as good as I as it looked a few weeks ago. Yep, but it's still pretty good. Yep, I'm. I still have a question mark over Latrell. I think he's probably. Look, I think there's probably two or three guys that are lock-ins for the for the those four center spots, and he's like one of the the maybes. Okay. If he keeps this rate of improvement up, then absolutely, I, I can see him averaging sort of sixty five for the rest of the season. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to have a hundred point games, and he's going to have twenty point games. 
Yep. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. He could. I'm worried that he's going to have a, a run of sort of 30, 20 to thirty point games. Okay. Yeah, possibly. Um, and then there's Nofo, who's sort of done it year in year out, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, he did nothing on the weekend and scored forty nine still. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think for me, though, those are the top top four personally, um, and the other guys that I think are just sort of on the cusp are Mansour, mm. um, and and let's talk about Will Hopperati. Yeah, he's on my list. So I have Mansour, and I think he's. I'm very happy with him. Put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's definitely in the conversation. Yeah. Hopper, since he's moved to fullback, looks great. Yeah, he does. He scored 50-odd last night in a team that got absolutely pumped and had no ball against the Roosters. Yeah. Now, the only thing with him is, like, he's not going to score many tries in that team. He's not going to get many attacking stats. Oh, he's going to have the occasional try assist. And he's and he's just got, like, he busts out of quite a lot of tackles. He's got quite a few offloads in him. I don't think you've got him there to score tries. You just got him in there to like score sixty every week in base and power. Yeah, I I, I really yeah. like him, and I think he's as cheap this week as he's going to get. If you if you're bringing in a centre wing this week and you want to kind of zig on Latrell, mm-hmm. Hopper is a fantastic option. And it's I'm not going to get him this week, but I'll be looking very hard at him next week. Well, very good run of games too, right? So who have they got? I mean, just. So they've got the Sharks, Tigers, Souths, Broncos, and George coming up. Right. Yeah, that's pretty tasty. It is. It is. I mean, again, they're not going to like smash any of those teams. So, you know, because they're just, they're not a great attacking side. But even still, it's a good draw. Uh, old mate uh, Jake Avrilo is the best attacking player on the team already. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's a buy this week, right? He's still two hundred k. Is he? Yeah, he's still two hundred thousand because he had all those games on the bench. Yeah, right. Um, so and he, you can pick him in the halves. So if you need to trade yeah. down for a, like a Billy Walters or a, um, a Drinkwater or or Jerome Luai, he's not a bad option. He's named on the wing this week, which is kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. it's all right. Yep. Um, so yeah so anyone else you reckon's worth considering in the centres you talked about Sebo I still have my eye back on Isaaco for next round so Isaaco next week is going to get down to like three depending on what he scores next this week is going to get down to around 370k he's 372 already oh right oh yeah but he's got a break even of like what 60 or 70 uh, something like that yep um so okay, he could he could get even cheaper, um, and then next week they have the Titans. Mm-hmm. So they've got a pretty like reasonably hard game this week against Newcastle, mm-hmm. and then they've got the Titans, the Warriors, the Bulldogs, and the Tigers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm still like, like he could be a downgrade for Lomax almost. I quite like the idea of playing. Lomax one last time this weekend against the Titans, goal, ki- goal kicker against the Titans, and then shifting to another goal kicking winger against the Titans. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a really good idea. Um, you've still got Sioni Katoa, right? 
I never bought him, actually. Oh, okay. And and yeah, he's well, he's playing on the right now. Which is yeah, that was heaps juicy. It's when a I saw gold that. mine. If anyone that kept Sione Katoa, you'd be laughing Me. now. He's a, he's very playable week to week now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be playing this week. And they have a great draw coming out. They do. Um, all right. So. So, okay. So a few other things I want to talk about. So my trades this week. Um, so Benny Hampton has been named uh, at 14. Mm-hmm. And even, so even though he's got a break even of like less than 20, he's a sell for me for his, I think, even though he's only played one game, I'm going to go straight down to the hammer. I think I'm going straight down to the hammer as well. Um, I could get someone like Avarillo, um, who's who's about to like who's actually got a negative break even. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do another trade down next week. So I think I'm only going to get one of these cheap guys, and I think yep. the hammer is probably the best. There's some. There's some risk that when Holmes come back, Holmes comes back, he gets his straight out, but. You wouldn't mm-hmm. think so. Um, so anyway, I'm going to do Hampton Hampton to the Hammer and yep. and Lucy Leilua up to either Crichton or McGuinness. Oh, okay. I'm thinking pretty much the same thing. I, uh, yeah, I was go- I was hoping I could trade one of my cheaper guys up to McGuinness, but I'm not going to have enough money to do that. Um, so who do you choose yeah. out of Crichton and McGuinness? I would lean towards McInnes at the moment. Yeah, I'm leaning that way too. Um, Crichton's still averaging like 55 in base. He's scoring a lot of tries. That whole Roosters team, like, they just look so good. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm looking at their entire team and trying to figure out who I can get in. BMOS just hey. had like consecutive 120s. Yeah, B- BMOS is like 570 grand or something with a minus 66 point break even. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so 55 in base on the best team in the comp playing outside mm. the Tedesco that could put him in a hole at any time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I still have McGuinness slightly ahead of him just because I think McGuinness can put, you know, he's putting on 80 every week in base and actually yeah. has an attacking stadium as well. He could score a try against the. Titans, you think? Whereas, and and the, and the Roosters do have sort of a tough draw coming up. Yep, they've got a tough game this week, easy game the week after, and then a couple of tough games after that. I think. So so you know maybe Crichton doesn't score too many. Maybe he comes. You know you can pick him up off the, the downswing. Yep. Whereas I think yep. McInnes is not getting cheaper than he is right now. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I mean, he's got a ninety-four point average. Yeah, come on, it's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, yeah, that's, that's my trades for the, for this week. I'm looking at McInnes and, and the hammer, but I can see why you'd, you'd maybe go Crichton. It's a, it's a tough choice. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really want to trade out Leilua at, at, at this point, but it, yeah, I agree. I think it, I think it probably has to be done. What do you think? Just on the roosters. What do you think of Flano? Just a goal yeah. kicker in that team. And he backs up pretty well as well. He does. He does. So he's got. He's going to score some tries. And that and the short kicking game, like that 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 kick he put through for Bmos last night, yeah. um, 
was just yeah, that was deft. Still only an eight percent of teams. He's five hundred and thirty three K, got a break even of minus two. Yeah. I think it's probably now or never. You probably wouldn't yeah. even play him this week necessarily if you got him, but maybe you don't have that luxury. Yeah. But next the game after that against the Dragons. But then after after that they've got the storm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um yeah, I mean I'm not gonna do it, but I can I could see Flanagan being a nice little pod. Yep. And he's he's dual five eight half, which helps too. Mm-hmm. Another guy I want to talk about is Cam Smith. Okay. This guy. He's a hundred years guy. old. Man, yeah. He's the second highest scorer in Supercoach again this year, after being the highest last year. So far. Isn't that crazy? So not- under the new rules in the last three weeks, his base has gone from thirty seven to forty seven. Right. Um, and he's an 80-minute big-tackling, goal-kicking hooker that mm. has a bunch of try assists in him because he's got that great little like short pass close to the line and guys like, you know, Kamikamika or... I can't even say his name. Famasili. Tino. Tino. Yeah. Just crashing over. So he's got to try it. He's like, he had two or three try assists on the weekend. Hmm. Great, amazing. He's like a huge pod this year as well. He's only owned by about 10% of teams, and I think a lot of those teams wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be serious teams. Yep. What do you yep. think? Of I, think uh, I might consider him later in the year. Uh, not not right now, just because I've got, like I said, I've got I've got other things to deal with. But, yeah, he, I, th- I think he's worthwhile. He's got a pretty good run again. Close to the end of the year, South, uh, North Queensland, West, and St George uh, to to close yeah. out season. So, again, for head to head coaches, you might be a good consideration. I mean, I'm like so. I think Appy has basically maxed out. Um, Seems so. Although Luai came off for Burden um, over the weekend. Yeah, but even still, like. I mean, if you're trading from, from Appy to Smith, for example, they're both 80-minute hookers. They've both probably got similar base. One of them kicks goals, and one of them's probably got more more attacking stats and try assists in them. Well, okay, so let's do this exercise again for hookers. Who do you think the best two hookers will be at the end of the year? I think Smith's one of them now. I think Smith looks, Smith looks like he's going to be better than Cook. Yep. Would you... Do you... Can I suggest that maybe Cam McInnes should be in the in the hooker spot as well? Maybe, but you can you can have him in second oh, row. Right. You know what? No, you don't need him in the hooker spot. No, you don't yeah. need him in the hooker spot. You don't need him in the hooker spot. So you can have him in the second, have McInnes in the second row, and have say Cook and Smith, maybe, or even Grant mm-hmm. and Smith. Even though Grant only scored sort of forty-eight on the weekend, yeah, that was against the Raiders. I can see Grant giving Cook a run for his money. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if teams have just figured Cook out. Yeah, I don't want to call it too early because he could still go on a run. But, I mean, if he couldn't... And he looked dangerous on the weekend against the Gold Coast but didn't quite happen. Mm -hmm. And with Luttrell sort of looking a bit better and kind of backing up around the middle a bit more, maybe that'll help him as well. But So, yeah, I don't don't want to call it too early. But if he couldn't turn up against the Titans, when's he going to turn up? Yeah, can I, like, I feel like teams aren't threatened by Souths on the edges. Like, where last year you'd have Johnny Sutton and Sam Burgess, 
um, near the line. Like you'd have to be really careful of those guys as short passes from Cook. Now, as long as you shut down the middle, those edges aren't dangerous anymore. Sewer looks all right sometimes, but yeah. He's not going to crash over. He's not the same. And Ethan Lowe is basically hopeless. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know. They, the bunnies are starting to look better and better. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe Cook's got a couple of hundred hundred point games just around the corner. But at the moment, Smith it looks like Smith's ahead of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and as I said, I think I'm pretty happy with Grant at the moment. We'll see in three or four weeks whether he looks like an out and out keeper or not. Hmm. So would you get like we talked about Latrell? Would you get Latrell in this week? Uh, I was thinking about it. I I initially thought I would, but looking at my team now, I won't. And and I'm not going to do it because of matchups. Um, because the guys I've already got in there, okay, Isaiah Yo and um, Bradman Best aren't going anywhere. But Sione Katoa's got a good matchup. Zach Lomax has a good matchup next week. I've got Azako in the dressing room. He'll have a good matchup next week. Going to bring in the hammer. Lomax has a good matchup this week. Yeah, Lomax has a good matchup this week as well. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Next week's his hard one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have anyone to bring Latrell in for, to be honest. So, whereas whereas in the second row, I can bring in McInnes for someone like Leilua or something like that. And yeah. and that might net me, you know, 20, 30 points yeah. at least. Yeah. Whereas with, with, yeah, with Latrell, yeah, he could, but he could also bomb as well. Yeah, and that's why I'm I'm just leaning. I agree. I think McInnes is a better trade than Latrell for me this week as well. I think McInnes is marginally marginally a better trade in than than Smith over like trading Smith for Appy. Uh-huh. Although I think that would be a good trade as well and kind of very pottish, uh-huh. just because of the difference in points you're going to get. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to hold Lomax for one more week and then I'm going to look to either trade him up to someone like Hopper or or down to Isaaco or even like a Coates, depending on how mm. he goes this week. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what's wrong with Scott Drinkwater? What's wrong with him? Yeah. Is there anything wrong with him? I don't know. I might play him this week. Yeah, I've been playing him every week since I bought him, but he's just sort of not done much. I didn't play him last week. I played Williams instead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week he's playing that shitty Tigers uh, right edge. Yep. Which looks pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely considering playing him, but he's definitely got a much lower floor than Williams does. Yeah, he does. So I don't know where I'm going to land on that one. It's kind of a 50-50. He's, he's leaking cash, but I've got bigger problems at the moment. I might yep. trade him directly to Milford next week. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Um, very cheap now, right? Milford will be so they're both losing money. So it'll be Milford should still be cheaper than Drinkwater next week. Yep. Um, and Milford will have that game against the Titans, mm-hmm. and then a good run. Yep. The, so my question is going to be next week whether I get Milford and a center, or Milford and Cleary, or or Cleary and a center, and just don't worry about Milford. Yeah. Right. I think Cleary, Cleary's draw gets very good the week up. Like he plays the Storm this week, and then it's very good. And I yeah. think he's going to be a must-have 
The question is, yeah. if he scores badly again this week, he's going to have a huge break in even. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I'm going to consider Moses to Cleary. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've got that penciled in. Yeah. I might even do Moses to Moses to Milford, depending on if I want to upgrade Lomax. Mm-hmm. A couple of other guys I want to talk about that are just sort of, you know, maybe no one's talking about too much. Adam Dewey. Okay. Yeah, he's got a negative break even now. Three round average of sixty six since he went to fullback. Yep. And of course now Corey Thompson has gone to the Titans. Yeah. Um, so it feels like he's pretty locked into that spot. Mm. So he could be a decent little little trade, little pod trade. Yeah. Josh yeah. McGuire. So, yeah. So so surely like he he had was it one or two games of Tamil just the one game of Tamil was out right. Yeah, one game that he was out. And he still he scored 80-odd on the weekend with Tom Moylo in the team. Yeah, okay. He's got a three-round average of 76. Yeah, he did play 80 minutes. Yeah. So he's one to watch. Mm-hmm. Probably still not, you know, you probably still get like a McGuinness over him, even though McGuinness is much more expensive. Uh, yeah. My boy JFH was a big flop on the weekend. He only scored 50. He did. Yeah, and his minutes went down as well, it fifty-four did. minutes. But on the bright side, that means if he does, if his minutes go back up, uh-huh. he's going to stay cheap for a while. Yep. Mm. Um, we said we're going to talk about the cheapies, so we talked a little bit about Av- about Avarillo and the Hammer. Uh, Tommy mm-hmm. Talau apparently is injured, so Robert Jennings okay. has come back in to the Tigers team. Yep. Uh, so he's a no-go. Coates scored uh-huh. quite well, so he'll be an interesting watch. See how he goes next week, or this week, and then perhaps he'd be a candidate to bring in, and they've got the Titans the week after that. Yep. What about Brenko? Yeah, Brenko, your boy Brenko. He's not super cheap though, right? He's not. He's, he's 310 grand odd. Um, he had, a, I think, a 50 points on the weekend. Um Basically, base and power kind of stuff. Yeah. Look, yeah, I don't really see it. Like, he's, he'll make money, definitely, mm. if he can hold his spot, but he's sort of, I don't necessarily see him as one of the, like, sort of top guys. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. It's an interesting one. Lemicelu just got named for the Cowboys, but you'd think that when Holmes comes back, he gets dropped, so I'd probably stay away from him. Yeah. Although a, a lot of a lot of people actually started with him. Yeah, they did, and they'll be laughing. Yeah. Great for them. Morgan Harper got named and then dropped straight away after he scored a 12. <laughs> yeah. Well, he scored, he scored a 12 because he didn't got like 10 minutes game time. Oh, was he off the bench? What did he get? Yeah, he was off the bench. Oh, he was off the bench, was he? Yeah. Um, and then there's the Sharks guy, Hiroti. Yeah. Um, but he's not... But, He's on the bad yeah, side. In black hole. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the black hole. So Although although Dugan put him through for a try. He did. He did. So. That's pretty rare. But it, you notice it wasn't a try it wasn't a pass before the line. It was a pass sort of yeah, around the line. Yeah, it was in line. It was an offload pass. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely the hammer probably looks the best of those, but obviously if you bring him in this week you do have that risk. Yeah. I'm, I'm injured I'm, or not named or whatever. I'm doing it. I'm doing it.
captaincy choices this week. Okay. So I, so last week was such a pain, such a pain. I, like we both wanted to somehow VC Turbo and Captain Teddy or something like that. But of course we couldn't. This week is a bit easier. I think this week sucks. Why are you such a contrarian? <laughs> There's no good options this week for me. You don't think Tamalolo against the Tigers is a clear captaincy option? Nah, not really. I will be captaining him. I, him I just on... think he's he's good for 80 points. Yeah, I don't necessarily... like. It's very hard to pick when Tamalolo is going to score a try. You know? Maybe he scores one against the Tigers, but I don't know. It's yeah. like Surely that's like a 20% chance. Yeah. So, obviously not a bad option, but he's... But he's Go on. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just losing my mind now that I've realized I'm, who I'm captaining. <laughs> Go on. Who are you captaining? Cameron McInnes. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to cap- captain him as well. All right. I think he's probably the best option against the Titans. He's got a, he's got base of 80, and you'd think he's a pretty good chance of getting an attacking stat. Yeah. So, I agree, but... Yeah. But the problem is that he's playing early enough in the round that you can't VC either Turbo or Teddy. Yeah, you have to VC someone like Haas. You have to VC someone else, um, which is annoying. If, if if he was playing later in the round, I'd be very comfortable with a, like a VC of Teddy, for example, and a, um, a Captain McInnes. Otherwise, yeah. do you just say the Roosters are on fire, you know, Teddy, Teddy's the one. Maybe he's going he's gonna to go over 103 times in a row. Or... If you're a kind of reversion to the mean man, mm. maybe it's Tommy's turn. Maybe. So so Teddy in his post-game interview was asked, are you playing the best uh, footy of your career? And he was just like, yes, I am. Yeah. So fucking Danny Levi and, and Dylan Walker, like... <laughs> you still... <laughs> they just hate him. They hate Turbo. The amount of times that Dylan Walker dummies to Turbo when he's like in a gap, yeah, and like goes the other way. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like you've got probably the best player in the comp. Just pass him the fucking ball. Yeah. Like that's all you have to do. Give him the ball. And Danny Levi's the same. He sees him out the corner of his eye, goes the other way. Um, or at least like, like Teddy doesn't have that problem, right? When Teddy yeah. wants the ball, he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, Ponga scored 160 against the Raiders. Sure. I haven't convinced you. No, you haven't. Just because I'm still on my Cam McInnes high. <laughs> I'm, st- yeah, look, I'm still basking in the glow of, of, of who that's going to be. Look, I think he's a great option. But in reality, he's going to score 80 or he's going to get an attacking start and score 110. What's wrong with that? Well, it's not 200. <laughs> you know, at the moment, it's like you've got to pick the guy out of those two guys that's going to score 150. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah, as uh, as an overall strategy. As a head-to-head strategy, you just got to outplay your opponent. And I feel like Cam McInnes will allow me to outplay my opponent. Yeah, I suppose so. And also, uh, I'm not sure that that distinction between the head-to-head strategy and the overall strategy quite quite fits because it's as we said Cam McGuinness is probably going to be good for 80 plus 
Teddy or, or Turbo theoretically could, could score 50. Yes. So there is an element of risk to it. I mean, Turbo was probably quite lucky to get his 72 last week. Yeah, I think so. Um, in the end, he got no ball in that first half whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they'll be pumped and, up in this yeah. Raiders game. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Yeah, just so, so hang on. So I'm doing Hammer and McInnes, and you're doing Hammer and McInnes as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, far out. How boring. How boring. Next week, it's oh. going to get interesting, though. Yeah. Next week, there's some very interesting trades out there, I think. So, question. If you didn't have Teddy, mm-hmm. uh, let's say you still have Pappenhausen. Do you get him in now? So... Pappenhausen's value has decreased and Teddy's So assuming you can make the jump to $842,000. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, you need $360,000 in the bank. If you do that... Assuming assuming you had it or you could could get it by selling, I don't know, one of your back rowers to Enoughie. Do you move heaven and earth to do it or do you you just take your medicine now, hope that Pappenhausen kind of... I wouldn't move heaven and earth for it. Um, I... It, like, um, if it cost me another starter in my 17, then I wouldn't do it. If I could uh, sell somebody who was uh, in my dressing room uh, to give me enough money to do it, yeah, I'd do it. I'd definitely do it. He's got a break even of minus 14 at $842,000. Yeah, <laughs> but is he, I guess the question is is he worth $842,000? Pappenhausen is 480, so. If you if you're thinking about like a points to to dollar mm-hmm. equation, mm-hmm. you're almost expecting Teddy to double Pappenhausen's average. But he is but he is doing that basically. Yeah, but I, the question is, what are they going to do going forward? Are you chasing last week's points with the two hundred, and should you not do that because he's so expensive now? Keep in mind that you you're not going to be able to get him in dead safe for that. Like this week's game looks quite hard against Parramatta, but next week he's going to be like nine hundred thousand. So uh, you're not going to get him in for that Dragons game the week after. Yeah, in which I he think. Can again. Yeah, I I think if if you think he's going to be in your team at any point this year, then you should get him in, as long as it it doesn't dismantle your team entirely. What do you think? I, oh. I mean, Pappenhausen's got a bad run of games and he's just not breaking tackles and I think he's got to go. I don't know if I would get Tedesco at 840000 Really? I might get Ponga if I didn't have Ponga. Let's say I had Turbo and Pappenhausen. Uh-huh. I might get Ponga. If, if I had Ponga and Pappenhausen... Maybe I'd have to do it. Yeah, definitely for me. Definitely. But keep in mind, you're going to pay 840000 and he's playing the team in, in the comp that's got the best defensive record so far. So mm-hmm. no guarantees he doesn't score 50. Yep. Having that's said funny. that, he could go on another rampage. Who knows? Yeah. I'm still tempted to captain him again. I think, look, with his current break-even, let's say he scores 50, as long as he has a good game against the Dragons, then you can sort of 
step back and have a look at it again. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it, yeah. you might like, yeah. As we said, he's got sort of like a hard game, easy game, hard game, easy game thing going on for the next sort of four or five weeks. So, I, I'd still, I'd still take the average over that over that span. Yeah, yeah, and they just look incredible. Yeah, I mean the way they they just trounced um, the Broncos, and then the Broncos were pretty good against Manly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they've scored 100 points in two weeks. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Well, thanks for the chat, as always, and we'll, uh, we'll have another chat next week. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. See ya.